Thanks very much, Marion. Um, and uh, can I have my welcome uh, to that of uh, Linda and James? Uh, my name's Andy, I'm the vicar here. It's lovely to be with you, especially if you're new or visiting. Please do stay around um, afterwards. Uh, today's a family service, once a month family service. And um, as we've been doing over the last little while, we're working through the Ten Commandments. And we've got to Commandment number three. Uh, it's a slightly more grown up family service than we usually do, which is why there are some uh, sheets, colouring sheets, and word searches for little ones if you want to make use of those. Uh, let's bow our heads and pray. Uh, Father, we thank you so much for your law. Um, the psalmist says that your law is, is wonderful, it's sweeter than honey. And uh, we pray that it would be special to us today and you'd help us to listen to it and to think about what it means for our lives. For we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. O-M-G. Put your hands up if you know what those three letters are. I think that's basically everything. Put your hand up if, your other hand up, if you have ever heard anyone or seen anyone write O-M-G in a text message or maybe they've even heard them say it or something like that. Brilliant. And now, you don't actually have to do this, but imagine if you did. Stand up if you've ever used those three letters um, or words uh, like that, maybe in a text message or maybe when you stubbed your toe or maybe when you were feeling cross or excited or surprised about something. Should a Christian say OMG or should a Christian go OMG in their phone? Well, today we're thinking about commandment number three. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. I think this surprised me. This doesn't just make the top ten, this makes the top three. This is higher than you shall not murder. It's higher than you shall not steal someone else's husband or wife. It's higher than you shall not lie or you shall not um, uh, steal. It's number three. I guess it means it must be pretty important to God, but what does it mean? You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. And we're going to do that. Think about that by taking three steps up a staircase. First of all, we're going to say, what does this commandment mean? We're going to look at the words and we're going to think slowly and carefully rather than just skimming over it. What does it mean? Then we're going to say, how can we break it? What sort of things can we say, and maybe do, that mean that we don't keep this commandment? And then we'll think about uh, four different ways in which we can, might be able to do that. And then finally, we're going to say, what should we do? What should we do if we break it? Because if you're anything like me, you probably have. And um, you can see a cross at the top of the staircase. How does Jesus help us if we break this um, commandment? So let's start. Step number one. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Um, Lola, would you mind bringing me that uh, whiteboard? Hopefully when you came in, you, you were asked uh, politely to write your name on, a, on this whiteboard. And look at that. Maybe you're thinking, that's a bit odd. Why would I want to do that? So many different names. And as you might have spotted in our first couple of songs, we're thinking about the name of God. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. The name is important to you, isn't it? Um, my name's Andy, I'm not Tom, or Terence, or Jim, okay? And if you're at school or at work, and somebody speaks about you, if they want to represent you, they'll use your name. 
So they might say something like, have you met Sophie yet? She's the new girl in our class. She's so nice. You really ought to hang out with her. Or if you're at work, you might um, uh, say, oh, you haven't got to go for meeting in person, have you? Here's the meanest, grumpiest person in the office. Bad luck. Your name is important to you. And did you know that in the Bible, there are so many different names for God? Um, some of the children doing a word search, and it's got so many different names for God on it. There's just a few on the screen behind me. We're going to think about two. Um, one from the Old Testament, one from the New Testament. You can see them there in the middle. Uh, Yahweh and Jesus Emmanuel. Yahweh, Jesus Emmanuel. Yahweh, that's, that's kind of God's name, a big God's name in the Old Testament. Just four Hebrew letters, there you are. If you're ever reading the Old Testament and you see the word Lord in capital letters, that's what you're reading. You're reading the name Yahweh. It's the name that God said to Moses at the burning bush. It kind of means, I am who I am. I never change. I'm always the same. And then after Moses had received the Ten Commandments from God on the, on the mountain, and he came downstairs, he said, God, I want to see your glory. I want you to show me how wonderful and excellent and brilliant you are. You know the surprising thing is, God didn't show him anything. He spoke to him, and he said, The Lord, the Lord, Yahweh, Yahweh, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. So that is what God is like. His name represents him, just like your name represents you. God's name represents him. This is what he's like. He's patient and kind. He doesn't get angry quickly. He keeps his promises. He always tells the truth. He forgives us all the things that we get wrong. Yahweh, that's one of God's names. But what about this name, Jesus Emmanuel? This is a good Christmas name, isn't it? Remember, uh, the angel says to Joseph, doesn't say you can choose whatever name you like. He says, you've got to give him the name of Jesus. And why? Because it means God saves. And God is going to save his people from, his, from their sins. And so Jesus is, is Emmanuel, God with us. This is what one of the prophets in the Old Testament had said. It means that as we, as we thought about in the second song, you came from heaven to earth to show the way. God with us from the cross to the grave, my debt to pay. Jesus, God saves. So there's three names. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. But what does it mean uh, to misuse it? Well, we'll come to that in a moment. But the name idea, it fills up God's, all those Old Testament names, they fill up the word God with meaning. So the word God isn't just this kind of light, sort of empty word that we can just throw around. It's an important word, it means a lot, it represents who he is. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Or as some translations say, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Um, what have I got here on the screen? An empty crisp packet, okay? Now, uh, an earlier draft of this talk had a picture of a plastic bag. But as somebody pointed out to me this week, the plastic bag isn't worth it. It costs me 20 pence. But a, a, a crisp packet is absolutely useless. You use it once, you throw it away. It's empty and hollow and rubbish. Okay? And if we take the name of the Lord our God in vain, 
If we misuse it, we're treating it like an empty, crisp packet, hollow, rubbish kind of thing. So that's the next question then. How can we break it? How can we treat God's excellent, wonderful name like an empty, crisp packet, throwaway, rubbish kind of thing? I've got four answers. First of all, where it started. O We use God's name like a swear word. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. Have you ever heard anyone say something like that? They're not, they're not saying, oh my God, I love you, or Jesus Christ, you're God's king. They're saying a swear word. They just they stub their toe or they're angry and they're cross and they're surprised. They just say it, it comes out. Have you ever done that? I know I have. You see, if God's name is represents how wonderful and excellent he is, we shouldn't treat his name like a throwaway rubbish Christmas kind of thing, should we? Well, if we ever do that, that's breaking commandment number three. Here's another one here. I swear to God. I swear to God. So we use God's name to show that we're really, really serious. I swear. I don't think you even need to add the word God on the end to kind of be doing this. We can just say, I swear. And we're saying, I'm so serious about this that God is going to back me up. If I don't do what I've said I'm going to do, then, then somehow I'm going to kind of be in trouble with God. Imagine a friend of yours says, we need to meet at three o'clock. And um, you've got a bit of a reputation for never really turning up on time. You say, I'm going to be there. I promise I'll be there. And that is really important you're going to be there. Swear to God, I'm going to be there. Now, you might not have said exactly that, but you might have said something similar to that. But, and we might say that without thinking. What does Jesus think about that kind of speaking? Jesus said, just say a simple yes, I will, or no, I won't. Everything else is from the evil one. Just say a simple yes or no. Everything else is from the evil one. You see, we don't need to be people who swear, unless we're kind of like in a magistrate's court, something like that, where you enforce it. But we don't need to be throwing around that kind of language. Well, Jesus says, just be people who say yes in a minute and no in a minute. That's all it takes. Third, maybe we say something like this. God told me that. And so we use God's name, his treasure name, to basically get something that we want. Here are two ideas in which we could do that. First of all, we say, God told me that he just wants me to be happy. So maybe there's something in our lives that we know when we read the Bible is something that God doesn't really like. So that's okay because we can take something else from the Bible somewhere else and we can kind of massage it a bit or we can say, well, God just told me in my heart, he just wants me to be happy. Has so ever maybe thought a bit like that? And so we can kind of do what we want without doing what God wants to do. Or maybe we say, God told me that he wants you to do this or that. So we use God's name, his powerful name, to get other people to do what we want. And we put ourselves in, in the place of God in other people's lives. We could do that um, in a church. God told me that you really need to do this. Or we could do that in our families or with our friends. 
and we can lead, listen to podcasts or read books where that kind of language is used, and we need to be careful about that because only God is God. And unless He's really clearly told us something in His words, we need to be careful about saying God's God. You've got to do this. There was a prophet called Jeremiah, and Jeremiah was a true prophet. And there were lots of lying prophets around at the time of Jeremiah. And um, they used to do that a lot. They used to say, God told me that you've got to do this. Or God told me that you've just got to be happy. And God said to them, Therefore declares the Lord, I am against the prophets who steal one word, steal from one another words supposedly from me. God is against me. I'm not on your side. If you're going to say that you're speaking in my name when actually you're just saying what you want to say. I'm against you. That's the third way we can perhaps break this commandment. And here's the fourth, and I think this is a little bit sneaky perhaps. We say, I'll pray for you, but we have absolutely no intention of praying for someone too. You see, when a Christian prays, we pray in Jesus' name. So we pray because Jesus is God's Son and he opens up access to God in heaven. We can only pray because of Jesus. And maybe if we say, I'll pray for you, or we pray something else, because, or we say something else because we want to sound like really cool and really spiritual. But actually, we're just using it as like a little token or a mascot. And actually, I think we may be breaking this commandment. So what about, say, instead of saying, I'll pray for you, what about saying, let's pray now? Or I'm taking another phone. I'm going to pray for you tomorrow morning. Well, there are four ideas. OMG, I swear to God, God told me that. I'll pray for you. And as I've looked at this this week, I thought, well, I could be really one of those. Um, maybe you do too. And uh, God says, You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. It's not just top ten, it's top three. It's really important. So what are we going to do about this? Well, in our second reading, Jesus is on trial, and the high priest says to him, Are you the Messiah, the Son of the Blessed One? Are you God's promised King? Are you God's Son? And Jesus says, Yes, I am. Tells the truth. And then he says, you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven. In other words, one day you're going to see me come from heaven again to judge the world and to sort it all out and get rid of all the bad stuff and take my people to heaven. And the high priest sits there and he says, you have heard the blasphemy, what do you think? He tears his clothes because he's so cross because Jesus has taken God's name in vain. That's what he thinks. And they all condemn him as worthy of death. So, here's the, here's the incredible thing. Jesus never, ever, ever broke any commandment. He fulfilled the law. He always kept this commandment number three. He, he never misused God's name. And yet, when he was on trial, they said to him, you are a blasphemer. You've broken God's law. And you deserve to die, which is what in the Old Testament it said somebody who took God's name in vain was supposed to do. They were supposed to die. But Jesus hadn't broken the law. 
She was telling the truth. She was telling the truth so that every single time we've broken this command can be forgiven. As we thought about in our song, we came from heaven to earth, my debt to pay. To get rid of all the wrong stuff we've done. All the times we've taken God's name on our lips and in our lives in vain and we've treated it as an empty fish pack of rubbish and kind of dead. Jesus died for us so we can be forgiven. At the very end of the Bible there's a picture and um, John, Jesus' apostle, um, Jesus' friend, is, is in heaven and he's looking at heaven and he, and he sees this. Then I looked and there before me was the Lamb, that's Jesus, the, the, the Saviour who died, standing on Mount Zion, that's heaven, and with him 144,000, basically that's all of God's people, symbolic number, who had his name and his Father's name written on their foreheads. All of God's people are standing in heaven, not with their name written on a whiteboard, but with their name, the name of Jesus and the name of the Father written on their forehead. And that's what a Christian is. A Christian is just someone who has Christ's name on them. And so, we all do this, don't we? We all break God's commandment. But if we've broken God's commandment and Jesus has died for us, then one day, his name will be on us. So let's pray that we would speak and act in ways that show the world and show one another his name is the most excellent, wonderful name there is. We bow our heads and pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your wonderful name. We thank you that you are the God who never changes. The God who is full of compassion, mercy, forgiveness, kindness, steadfast love. We thank you Jesus, that you came from heaven to earth to show the way, our debt to pay, from the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky. Jesus, we thank you that one day we'll see you again, come from heaven, take us to be with you forever and ever. And we pray that you would help us in this life to use your name in a treasured way. Forgive us for all those ways in which we've treated it as an empty and hollow and worthless thing. Whether that's with a swear word, or whether that's by trying to make people think that we're really telling the truth, or maybe that's by kind of trying to play the part of God in people's lives, or by looking really super spiritual, we pray for your forgiveness, and we thank you that you forgive us. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're going to continue the prayer of Samson.